Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Three and Out with Jason and Kevin. I'm Jason. That's Kevin. We are brought to you by CincyJungle.com, SB Nation Cincinnati Bengals site, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Uh, back, we had we had a show last week, but it was pre-recorded, so we're back after kind of a week off. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, doing all right. Just uh, got done cleaning up the dog pee, so that's always yeah. fun. But uh, other than that, pretty good night. Uh, so obviously, unless you know Kevin. Um, you don't know that his dog is the size of a horse. He's his name is Dozer, which is perfect. Uh, and I, I, what would you say? How much do you think he weighs? Uh, at this point, about one thirty. Yeah, maybe so, pushing one forty. It's been a while. Hard to weigh a dog that big. Yeah. So Dozer um, is the one of the nicest dogs I've ever been around. Uh, I am not threatened by his size in any way, shape, or form. But what Dozer does do is he like leans on you. Or, or, or maybe like bumps you just to be close to you, but he will literally knock you over. I mean, he's oh, yeah. just so strong that he'll lean on you. And if you're not, if you don't adjust your center of balance, you're going to go down. Yeah. He's, he's a big, just, old a big just a big, big, gentle baby dog. <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good name for a dog like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, once again, kind of the, uh, you know, we had a guest the week before last, we did a mock draft special last week. So kind of, again, like we, we have this format where it's going to be three topics. We're going to kind of get back to that a little bit today. Uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about, Kevin, why don't you kick us off and I'll put the, this guy up there. Uh, we're going to upset some people one direction or the other. We're going to talk about Joe yeah. Mixon. Um, yeah. You've been on Mingle's Twitter. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, Probably too much of my viewpoint is skewed by like Twitter and everything else, like because that's where you engage with people about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what like the more typical fan feels, but if you bring up Joe Mixon's name these days, people are going to instantly start shouting yeah. both sides of it. So we figured we'd weigh in. It's about yeah, time, sure. right? It's about time. It's about time that the experts share their opinion on the subject. A, yeah, let's go ahead and have uh, have those views from here on yeah. out for whatever side of the ends up hating us over this. So first thing I think that we should bring up before we get to any of the other stuff is that this past week, uh, Joe Mixon was recharged with, um, he was recharged with menacing. Uh, it's that's, it's something aggravated menacing. That's what it is. Yeah. It just uh, means so this, pulling a gun on somebody. Yeah, basically. So this stems from the charge that came earlier in the off season. I guess it was after the bills playoff game. 
Uh, but it came earlier. I thought, earlier I thought in the it was right. I thought it was right before the Bills. It may, it may have been right before. I'm, I'm but not regardless, it doesn't matter. Right. Timeline doesn't really factor in. Exactly. So uh, he was charged, and then the charges were dropped. Uh, but they, but the uh, the charges were dropped. But they wanted it to be known that they could refile, and now that they now they have. So I don't know if that means they have more evidence or they have whatever. But they have uh, filed these charges again. Um, so that I, I think that we would be incredibly naive to say that this is not going to play into the Bengals decision because it has to correct. Yes, it, it has does. to. Right. Um, Joe Mixon. So here, I'm just going to say, share my opinion on it and then you can share yours. But Joe Mixon was the highest paid offensive player last year in 2022. And in the AFC championship game, the most important game of the season, he was not on the field the last half of the game because he cannot pass block or he's yep. not good at it. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, who the Bengals lost in free agency to the Broncos was in the game uh, and because he's a better pass blocker um, and the Bengals, the run game wasn't really working. It hasn't really, didn't really work all year. Mixon, I think had like 700 yards on the ground in the regular season. Um, so I think that he was a cap casualty cut before any of the off the field legal issues. Sure. Um I think that the position can be upgraded in the draft. I would have said it could be upgraded in free age, upgraded in free agency, but the Bengals didn't pull the trigger on that. Yeah, um, yeah. but um, the position can be upgraded in the draft. If he's cut after June 1st, the Bengals save a little over $10 million. So I personally think that he's probably not on the team's plan. Um, now, I, I have no idea. We're not in the room, uh, the room where it happens. Um, so we're not in there, uh, but... Um, so anything could happen, but that would be my guess. Kevin, what about you? Uh, I think that they are waiting to see what happens in the draft. Um, I think that if they had their, if it all goes according to plan, he's probably gone. I yeah. think that the legal issues are certainly part of it. I also, I don't want to get into whether or not Joe Mixon is a good or a bad running back. I think it's kind of missing the point. He's a bad running back for the Bengals. The Bengals need two things out of their starter running back. They need pass blocking and they need big time plays. Okay. And Joe Mixon just wasn't providing those. You put him on a different team. He's averaging like five yards a carry the second half of the season. You put him on a different team. They're going to love that guy. You give him, he's going to get you five. He's going to get you five. He's going to get you five. The problem is with the Bengals being such a pass heavy offense and that offense being so scary we saw time and time again, teams will give you that five. Like, it yeah. sounds wild, but they really will. Like, rather than, like, drop out of too high, rather than, like, risk the big-time throws from Burrow, they will just let Mixon pound it. And no matter yeah. how productive he gets, they don't care. So you need a running back who either is going to occasionally bust off a 20-yard run, which Mixon wasn't doing, or can pass block, right? which Mixon wasn't doing. So good or bad, he doesn't fit the Bengals, man. He just doesn't. I th I think that's a great point. Uh, is the fact that he doesn't fit the Bengals, and he could fit a lot of different teams. Uh, sure. And there, we're not going to go through all thirty-one other teams and decide whether he would fit there or not. But there's a lot of them that he would be great for. Uh, but you're right. If you can't pass block, uh, teams I think are going to take. If we can't get to Burrow, and and you know he throws so fast, if we can't get to him, we're going to play a bend but don't break offense. We're, we'll give you three, four yards of carry every time. Go ahead and do it. Sure. You know what I mean? We yep. don't want to be beat deep by Higgins and Chase and Boyd and whoever. 
Uh, but yeah, we this, uh, we saw we saw games where Mixon looked. I mean, he broke the touchdown record or yeah. tied it. I can't remember. Five touchdowns looked, in one game. He looked, and they still yeah. weren't trying to stop Joe Mixon. That's right. how scary Joe Burrow and these wide receivers are. Is that Mixon's breaking records, and they're still not changing their sure. defense to stop him from doing that. And that's not to take away what he did that game. It was a I mean, impressive accomplishment. Don't get me wrong, but it just shows that, like, he's not the guy. You want the right. running back who's going to open up the passing offense. You don't want a workhorse running back like Joe Mixon was this year um, right. on a team like the Bengals. You just don't. So what you're saying is is the Bengals don't need a bell cow back the no. way that other teams have it right. I, I would agree no. with that. I would agree that this is no longer – well, this is Joe Burrow's team. This is yes. Joe Burrow's team. The offense flows through Joe Burrow. Uh, there are, you know, the Tennessee Titans. They flow. They flow through um, uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, so there's no. There's no. Yeah. They, they don't need the Bengals. Are not that team. You know what I mean? No. Uh, and and like you said, they need a guy with breakout runs. So I just want to sh- show right here. Um, he did have one forty yard carry. Forty yard carry against Cleveland. Uh, in December, in their second game in December. Uh, sure. Other than that, he had a 29-yard carry. I'm just going to go through real quick uh, and say this is the long the long his carries were in the season, right? 31 yards, 10, 9, 7, 12, 10, 11, 6, 29, 7, then the 40, 5, 19, 8. Sure. That's the exact opposite of a breakout play. The yes, exact opposite, yeah. Uh, when you're, I mean, I'm not going to average all those out, but when you're, you know, there's a lot of here in single digits, one, two, three, four, five, six games where his long carry was a single, single digit yard. That's, yep. that's not what you need. That's, that's yep. not going to set the passing game up in any way, shape or form. No, it isn't. And he, I'm not arguing he's not efficient. Again, I want to make that clear. He can be incredibly efficient at times. Mm-hmm. We don't need efficient. I would gladly take a back who is averaging a little less per yard per carry. I mean, if you can scare them with big breakout runs. Right. Because it's going to sound weird, but every single aspect of this offense has to run through Joe Burrow, including the running back. Right, sure. So one question for you real quick. If you had to choose between, just right now, Joe Mixon or Giovanni Bernard to have on this team as running back one, who would it be? In their prime? Or no, right, right now? Right now. Uh, I, got, I mean, Joe Mixon. I, okay. I, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sure. Gio's much closer to during his prime uh, yeah. compared to Joe Mixon's prime. Gio's much closer to what I'd want yeah. in a running back. Uh, okay. But yeah, Gio's kind of washed. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's older. Uh, I don't know how much older he is, but he is older. All right. So uh, is there really anything? This is one of those things that we can talk about all day long. We can, we can say stats. We can say, you know, look how much money he's due to be made. Look how much money they can save. Uh, you know, look at the the potential legal issues that he's facing. None of it matters. It it doesn't matter. No. The, the Bengals are going to do what they what they want to do. I would assume that to me, if if I was, I would assume that they would be moving on. I think it's the best plan, depending on how the draft falls. Like you said, yeah. if the draft doesn't fall their way, I could absolutely see Joe Mixon in, in stripes this year. No matter oh, how I much money they'd save after June first. Um, uh, I would like to just you kind of. I didn't intend to bring this up, but I no, do think it's a strong point is talking about like the money and everything else two things one restructuring that well it's not restructuring but him signing a new contract for less money that's out it's never going to happen uh joe mixon would become the highest paid running back period if he hit free agency right now 
So he would right. instantly just go cut me or pay me. There's no right. reason for him to take a less less money. And two, I've seen the take about like, don't cut Joe Mixon till you have a reason to spend that money. They do have a reason to spend that money. Yeah. That money right now can go to Joe Burrow to free up more money later. Hey, to Joe. free up more money later. So <laughs> you could that money literally can be next year's money or the right. year after that's sure. money. And that sure. this kind of edging on me just kind of making stuff up but maybe that's part of the reason we ain't seen this joe burrow contract extension is they're kind of trying to wait hey if we're about to free up 10 million 12 million dollars off this cap front load that onto burrow's deal this year because we might as well and free up space for the next couple years but that's it i just wanted to mention that kind of stuff sure absolutely um so kind of transitioning from talking about joe mixon uh in free agency and just in general and stuff like that the Bengals uh, have made a lot of moves in free agency again uh, this year. Uh, let's see. They so they kind of brought in um, they brought in Terrell Basham. They brought in Orlando Brown Jr., Cody Ford, Sidney Jones, Nick Scott, and Irv Smith Jr. So we got a new left tackle, got a new tight end. Uh, they had some depth at corner uh, depth. You know, Cody Ford adding some depth on the versatility on depth at the offensive line. Uh, Nick Scott going to fill in for Von Bell's position at uh, strong safety and then Terrell Basham on the defensive line. Um, so the question I have for you is which position right now is let's, let's just assume they're not going to sign anyone else heading into, and I don't think they will. I mean, the draft is what it's uh, just two weeks away or less than two weeks away or no. Yeah. I'm, I'm two, two weeks away from tomorrow uh, from Thursday. Um, so if, the Bengals don't sign any more free agents at this point right now. What is the most important position for them to address early in the draft? Most important position for them to address early in the draft to me is right tackle. Okay. We just don't know how it's going to shake out. Um, Might be being overly conservative. Maybe Jonah Williams shows up, does really, really well, but Every other position, in my opinion, is at least at minimum functional. Uh, Tight end is the weakest in the room. But then again, while everybody would love to have a dominant tight end, with those three wide receivers, the Bengals have proved they don't super need one. Right. But there there is a reality in which we start this season and right tackle is a disaster. Um, Flip side is maybe they figure it out. Maybe it ends up. You know, it takes a game or two, but Jonah Williams finds his feet, whatever. Uh, But as of right now, the only, like, disaster scenario I see is right tackle. Right tackle's top my board. If we don't address it in the first two rounds, I'm going to be nervous. What about you? So, I would have said tight end before the Irv Smith signing. Um, And I still think tight end is super important. I could absolutely see the Bengals taking a tight end at number 28. Um but Irv Smith Jr. kind of fills that void. So now they have two tight ends with game experience. You can say Irv Smith and Devin Asiasi, which is still not deep at all. They need a tight end. It's It has to happen, whether it be in the draft or in free agency after the draft. Um, but I, I think I will agree with you about right tackle. The reason being because when week one rolls around, if Leal Collins isn't 100%, and I highly doubt he will be based on when the injury occurred, right. there is no one on the team 
that I trust to start at right tackle. And that's not right. saying that Jonah Williams can't be good. He could be good, but we don't know. We yeah. have no idea. He could be a pro bowler, right? We, we could revitalize his entire career. What if he becomes a pro bowler? What if he becomes the best right tackle in the NFL? And that would be great for the Bengals. Sure. I, I don't know if they could keep him, but – you know, but even he, he even could, then, you draft a right tackle in the first two rounds. Yeah, absolutely. You, it doesn't you set him underneath the suddenly ascension Jonah yeah. Williams. Let him yep. learn for a year, then put him out there. It's still yeah. not bad to lock up your right tackle situation for the next four to five years, if right. you, depending on where you draft today. Even if they end up not being your starter, but right. if you don't do that, you imagine like the catastrophe that will be right tackle if everything yeah. goes the other way right. if Jonah williams refuses to play don't think it's going to happen but it no. could right. if collins never really gets right at least not till halfway through the season maybe a little longer whatever like there are too many scenarios where right tackle ends up being a big big problem mm-hmm. that i think that we have no choice but to draft in the first two if it's me i don't like to do that bpa all the way right but i kind of think we got to do what we got to do. We got to get a right tackle, man. So I, I agree with you. Now let's take right tackle away. Okay? okay. What's the second most important position? Defensive interior. If we can find somebody who can pass rush. Okay. We generate no real pressure. I mean, Hendrickson is kind of on his own. <laughs> He's doing right. his best. Don't get me wrong. I love Hendrickson. But you got to have a second guy who can really generate pressure. I would love, love I mean, come on. I would love Kalijah Cansey. Right. Everybody on the planet wants Kalijah Cansey, so he ain't falling to us. Yeah. But if we could find a uh, a pass rushing defensive interior guy, um, okay. that'd be to me the next biggest one. Although you can make an argument for cornerback. Where are you at? Right. For me, tight end is number two, um, just because Irv Smith Jr. has does have durability concerns. Um, I I hope that doesn't come to pass. I hope that he is fine and. Plays the entire season injury-free, but tight end is a tough position to stay healthy in just because of the nature of the – just like running back, you know, you're asked to do things that an offensive lineman does, and then you're also asked to run around like a running – or like a like a wide receiver and get as hit a, across the middle. As Indiana Jones says, that's uh, not the years, it's the miles. Yeah, exactly. It's not the years, it's the miles, kid. <laughs> um, but uh, – Well, let me, I, uh, let me just to set up a little bit of a debate here. Let me counter okay. that with to you. Sure. The Bengals have not had a dominant tight end the last two years. Nope. And I feel like, to me, that's one of those positions of, like, would I love to have one? Yeah, I'd love to have one. Yeah. I mean, we watch what a dominant tight end can do to defenses. It's, it's insane. Are you going to argue that it's a better, bigger need than corner? Um, Where we just don't have the depth we need and we're not certain what's going to happen with Cheeto? I mean, our offense was cooking. And a tight right. end would make it better. Of course it would. But I'm just not going to – I to me, it's a, a good tight end is icing on the cake. Right. And I'm just not convinced the cake itself is good enough yet. Does that make sense? It No, uh, it, it does. So the reason that I'm choosing tight end, though, is because I'm I'm thinking about next year, too. I – I, I, there's all those rumors floating around on Twitter that the Bengals have a done deal with T Higgins. And I hope that's true. And, you know, they have chase who would be available or eligible for an extension next year. But let's say the Bengals can keep Burrow Higgins and chase together. They're not keeping Tyler Boyd. That's not going to happen. Now you can replace, you can replace a slot receiver in the NFL. And I think a receiver in the NFL is much 
more capable of hitting the ground running than a tight end is. Um, But if they don't get the receiver that they want, your tight end now replaces is that third receiver. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's why I chose tight end there. I and if we could replace one for one Tyler Boyd with a great uh, tight end, I'm not saying now, but in the future, I'm all about that. I just am not certain. I would declare it as a top need, uh, only because we could definitely. I think we can get a good one like third round. No, no, I, I agree. Really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kraft, uh, yeah. Laporta, somebody's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I Josh Weil, Wiley, Weil, whatever. I mean, he, I think he'll Late. be available even later. Yeah, yeah I, I could see him available in the six, whatever. So, no, there's absolutely there's, there's this tight end or this draft class is super deep at tight end, which is very good for the Bengals. Um, it's deep deep at a lot of positions. So there's sure. a few tackles to be had that could be had second, third round. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Um, well, to sum it up for me, and all of this is very dependent on BPA, everything. I mm-hmm. don't want to reach whatever's available, but in a perfect world, tackle, get a good three tech. Okay. Cornerback, tight end. Okay, so None. for me, it would be tackle, tight end, and then probably a tie between corner and defensive tackle. So okay. uh, just the depth there. Just depth there is lacking. Um so, and also, and we never know how the draft's going to go. I, we have a general idea who's going to do what, but every year somebody does something where everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. You know what sure. I mean? Every year. And then it causes teams to adjust what they're doing and things go weird. So yeah, it's, every year it's the Seahawks do something ridiculous. And yeah. Team has, yeah. It used to be, to used to be the Raiders. We're yeah. just going to take fast guys. Yeah. Fast, fast. You're fast. You're a Raider. It's happening. All right. You have anything else to say about free agency? Nope, that's it. All right, here's a word from our sponsor. Eastgate Smiles Dental Care is a warm and welcoming environment where expertise and customer service come together. As a local business, they love helping their fellow Cincinnatians manage their oral health and achieve a perfect smile. They pair the latest technology with years of experience to give you a smile worth showing off. They are dedicated to quality and convenience and can even perform dental crown procedures the same day in most cases. You like your smile, but they are here to help you love it. They personalize your care and match your needs. Call them today at 513-528-1150 to learn what they can do for your pearly whites. Give them a call. All right. So the last part of the show, I think we're going to do this every week, probably until the draft. Uh, It's mock draft time. Why wouldn't we do it? It's fun. It's fun. Mock drafts are fun. They upset people. I like that. Plus, they're getting more sophisticated every year. I don't remember last year being able to trade players for picks. I mean, they're completely unrealistic on what you get. Do you know you could trade Mixon for a first-rounder in PFF? Oh, it's sure. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I have several times. I've forced I trades. Mean, the, yeah, dumber, I trade. the dumber the mock draft, the more yeah, fun it is. We've fun all is. done that. I've forced trades where I traded next year's seventh for this year's number one overall pick and then traded back like ten times and had like eight second-round picks. That was great. All right. So uh, what we're going to do is we are going to do PFF's draft board together. Okay. Um, so let's get that set up. Let's see. Yeah, we've kind of done a couple different things here. Uh, I don't know where you're at. Uh, I am focusing on trying to get a corner in the first or maybe trading okay. back in the first. Just to explore okay. the options. We haven't done that yet. Let's see how it plays out. Okay, so can you see what I'm doing here? Yes. 
Okay, so uh, we're going to do four rounds. Uh, we're going to kind of slow it down so we can kind of see what's going on. The last time, that mock draft special we did last week, some of those picks were going so by so fast we couldn't even react to them. Sure. Um, and then uh, do you want to do public boards versus PFF board? Which way would you do right in the middle? Uh, I want to go right in the middle all the way down. Okay, all the way, including randomness. Uh, no, not including randomness. So just right. leave randomness where it is? Yeah. Okay, 28. Enter draft. And here we go. All right. So right away, the quarterbacks come off the board. Will Anderson waited till the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For those of you listening and not watching Paris Johnson. Yeah. Uh you can see to the yeah. uh, commanders. Darnell Wright. Darnell yeah. Wright is off the board. Bijan yep, already, off the board. Already. Dalton Kincaid gone. Yep. All right, coming up here on the Bengals, I kind of have a feeling we're going to be trading back here. All right, so uh, let's see. We have Miles Murphy, uh, Will McDonald, two edge players. Uh, then you do have Michael Mayer, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, another um, Anu DK Uzoma, edge mm-hmm. from Kansas State. Um, so Juan Jones, the, if we were trying to yeah. get tackles available. Right. Uh, personally, I think I've said this before. He's off my board. I might be wrong about him. Don't get me wrong. When you watch him on tape, he looks good. If you don't mm-hmm. test, I don't care anymore. So the testing thing, yeah, the testing thing uh, kind of bothered me a little bit. All right, so I'm going to let you make the decision here. I feel like it's either going to be a tight end. You have, you know, Smith. Well, let's there. see what our let's see what our trade back options are, okay. and if uh, let's see that first. Yes. Okay. So we got a couple cool. different trade options here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this one doesn't offer you trades, does it? No, it doesn't. No, you can just do it yourself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to make up some trade. I say we draft a corner, okay. uh, Emmanuel, just to see what happens. We've done the other ones, I know, but I think there is a very good chance the Bengals draft a corner in the first round. I think it could okay. absolutely fall that way. So let's right. see what we can do as far as grabbing a tackle, grabbing a tight end. Let's see what's available. Sure. All right, so they do take Emmanuel Forbes there at number 28. Miles Murphy goes at 29. Then Michael Mayer goes to the Eagles at 30. So we're going to resume the draft here. Uh, the Chiefs take edge. Uh, let's see. There goes McDonald. Yep. Dewan Jones goes to the DeJuan Raiders. Jones is gone. I would have taken him at round Oh, two. I would have taken him at 60. Absolutely, I would have. Oh, Cody Mach. Yeah, Musgrave is gone to the uh, Packers. Yep. Darnell Washington gone. Oh, he went later than I would have thought. Yep. I think it's going to be kind of bare bones when it comes to tight end in the second round here. I think you're kind of right. Nathaniel Dell, I actually would have considered him. Okay. So let's go. We got another, you know, I don't, I don't see them double dipping in cornerback two years in a row. They no, do have no. Zach. They do have Zach Charbonnet here. Uh, let's see. They do have some defensive tackles. It's not a lot of offensive line help here. There's not going to be a tight end worth taking here. No. Um, so to me, to me, what I see here, unless you want to go all the way down here to Tucker Craft, but I, I think he might be available in the third. Um, yeah, to be a rage. So for me, I would say here it would be an edge or Charbonnet. I mean, to me, it's Charbonnet. The more I watch on the guy – the more and more and more I like him as a second round option. Okay. Um, I would go Charbonnet. What do you think? Yeah, I, I I think I agree there. And that kind of solves yeah. your 
your mixin dilemma. You know what I mean? Sure. So let's go Charbonnet at number 60. Uh, and on into the third. Andre Carter goes to the Chiefs. Um, let's see. There goes Garrett Williams. We drafted him yeah. last time. Yep. Hendon Hooker to the Browns in the third. Another just on the long list of quarterbacks. There, there goes Tucker Craft, 79 to the Chiefs. Or no, to the Colts, I'm sorry. Blake Sydney Freeland, Brown, I was kind of hoping would be there. Yeah, Sidney Brown. I've seen him link to the Bengals. I don't think we go that yeah. way, but I've seen it. Tank Bigsby. Oh, and All there right. goes Tajay Spears. So a lot of the big running back names are off the board. Um, yeah. I thought maybe Spears would have been an option here. Um, he's not, so... I do think that drafting Charbonnet was the right choice in the second round, giving what we were, you know, giving what we had to work with there. Um, this is tough. This is a tougher one. Um, so you got a safety here that, you know, the safety position is kind of a question mark for the Bengals. You have Nick Scott and uh, Dax Hill. Um, you do have guard if you wanted to upgrade um, the left guard position. I don't know if they'd be interested in doing that. Uh, anytime you get a pass rusher, it'd be good. You know, you got Carl Brooks and Isaiah McGuire. Uh, I don't, I don't see them taking a running back two times in a row. You got Kobe Turner, uh, Moro Ojomo, uh, defensive line. You do have uh, Wanya Morris, the tackle out of Oklahoma, um, sitting here. Uh, I, I think this is maybe just one of those best player available opportunities here, where really nothing's blowing your skirt up. You know what I mean? Or is, or is there something that you that you see that that you would want here? Uh, I'm jumping down to defensive interior. I'm going okay. Kobe Turner. I'm going Ajomo. Um Between those two, where you at? Okay. What you leaning? Um, I think I'd go Ajomo just because. Ajomo. Yeah. So let's let's do that. So we're gonna take Moro Ajomo, uh, shore up or to, to you know add some depth to the defensive line at 92. Okay. Tyler Scott goes to pick afterwards. Let's see who else here. Um, Isaiah McGuire just got taken there by the Niners. God, they have three picks in the last four rounds of the third, in the last four of the third round. The Niners do. All right. Uh, I think this is our last round, right? We're just doing one more here in the fourth round, right? I, I think you set up for four. Yeah. Yeah. After okay. That, it starts to get what's the point because once you right. get past the first three to four, about four rounds, yeah, it starts being much more BPA. There's not yeah. a lot of, in my opinion, there's not a lot of strategy involved in it. You may trade up a couple spots to grab your guy or whatever, but the truth right. is that's kind of what falls to you. Um, so it's kind of just becomes guessing to me. Right. So 131, fourth round. Um, here, again, you have safety, cornerback, center, edge, uh, a couple running backs, uh, you do have Nick Saldaveri, Saldiv uh, tackle out of Old Dominion. I don't know a lot uh, about him. Uh, some people really, really like the guy uh, as a developmental pick. Yeah. I mean, you haven't addressed the offensive line at this point. I kind of feel like you have to. Um, but uh, Filter by position. Let's see what we got as far as all O-tackles are concerned. Okay. So tackles. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these are, uh, you know. And then let's go these... by, let's, let's look at tight end as well. Okay. Ooh, is that Koontz? Yep. Or Josh Wiley. I think uh, Josh Wiley would be, this one. I think Josh Wiley would be available later, I would think. I mean, oh, we're not yes. going to find out. But um, 
you want to go edge here? You can't get enough pass rushers. You never can have enough pass rushers. I feel like you know? we can get enough mid-tier <laughs> pass rushers. We okay. have so many mid-tier pass yeah. rushers. Yeah. No, if we're talking do? first round and the right guy well, falls, yeah. Right. Never have too many of those. But like right. we have a lot of like pretty good pass rushers. You're called. Do you I think it's either uh uh Nick Saldaveri or I think I uh, I think I'd go there just because you don't go. know what's going to be available. So, you know, so you go Nick Saldaveri there uh, to address the um, right tackle position, possibly. Grading our draft, let's see how we did. Oh, uh, come on. There you're going to be. B plus. Right, not, to, not to me. I hate this draft. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't like it either. This is not like this. If this happened on uh, on, you know, draft night, I would be. I would be unhappy after the first couple of rounds. So yep. here's a here's a look at the first round. Um, yeah, just I mean, I absolutely see things going this way with Young, Stroud, Anthony Richardson. All those guys are going to go early. Will Levis will go early. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we all know Paris Johnson's not going to fall to the Bengals, but some of these were a little bit surprising. Um, uh, Anton fact- Harrison not being there. Uh, I thought we'd at least have the option of drafting Anton Harrison. Despite, you know, people feel different ways, but I thought he'd at least be an option. Right. Yeah. He went to the, to the giants at 25. So um, here's what what this tells me. Uh, You got to grab a tackle in the first two rounds. If you want to tackle, there's just, isn't enough out there. I, I think the Bengals might pick a cornerback and maybe it'll fall a different way. But every time I do this, man, and I've done other ones, if you grab a cornerback in the first round, it just doesn't look pretty after that. Like right. it just doesn't, it does not line up with our needs. What do you think? Right. No, I, I would, I would agree with you. And, and that, that draft fell in a way. I think if I had to do it over again, I would have probably taken, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you trade back a couple spots and take Dewan Jones. You know, uh, if we do another one of these for the draft, I definitely want to trade back one of the ones that makes you offers. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of the ones I that think makes Pro Football offers. Network does that. It we'll does. do that do next time. To... Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, so you know, we talked tonight. Do you have any? Did, did you want to do it again, or do you want to? Uh, yeah, let's do one more. All right, do you want to try Pro, Pro Football Network this time? Let's do Pro Football Network and put it on fast. Let's just power through it. I don't want to talk about what's. You know what I mean? We're we're running yeah. up on time. Sure, uh, yeah, let's but let's just. Bust one out, just Bengals picks. I don't need the commentary and everything else that's happening. Okay. That's just, that's are we just doing? Do are we doing three rounds or four again? What are you going to do? Let's do four rounds. Four rounds. Okay, let me do this again. All right. So we're doing a fast four rounds. Let's draft. And when we say fast. We, we mean it because I'm not going to be able to keep up with these. <laughs> no. All right. He's so gone. Porter's gone. Yep. Michael Mayer. All right. Gone. So here we go. Um, Ooh, first, I, I like that. Yeah. So first, let's let's take a look at at who is available here uh, before we. Hold on a second here. Before we, is there a way to look and see? Okay. Yeah. Um. So we got Dalton have, Kincaid. We got Darnell Wright. We got Darnell Anton Wright's Harrison. Ooh, we got Dewan Jones. Uh, we basically have a murderer's row here. Of, yeah. Take take your pick. Do you want one of those guys a, is going to be a available? Great tight end. Yeah. 
So let's so okay. So this would be this trade would be twenty eight to thirty six, um, with an additional third round pick. I think this would be fifth, maybe sixth round, right. fifth round pick. I'm not sure. For um, all your listeners, that's Bengals pick twenty eight for Bengals yeah. pick one and Bengals pick one twenty three, one sixty three for LA's thirty six and sixty nine. I like that right. just as an experience. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Me too. What else we got? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Same Bengals picks, 28 and 120, 163 for uh, pick 34 and next year, and for Cardinals, pick 34 and next year's second. Don't want it. Reject it. And the this one is the Bears. This is, okay, so the Bears would give us pick 53, pick 61, and a 2024 20, second for 28 and 131. I don't want to wait 53 picks to draft. No. Nope. So no. I think we're going to go with the LA Rams, right? Let's see what happens. Let's see uh, pick 28 and 163 for pick 36 and 69. Hit it. All right, let's do it. So we're accepting that. Uh, all right. So now we have – oh, my. So this just worked perfectly. Um, all right. So we fell back to 36, uh, and Dalton Kincaid and Darnell Wright are still there. So okay. we get – Kalijah Kansi's there, Kevin. I, okay. Well, we're, reject, we're not pick, doing the multiple trade back thing. Reject all yeah. trades at this point. Yep. This is – Completely unrealistic, but you got to play the right. hand you're dealt. I'm going Darnell Wright, man. What about you? Okay. I, yeah, consider, considering that we both agreed that right tackle would be the most important position, let's go Darnell Wright here. So we're going to go Darnell Wright at 36, and then we're going to fly through here. Um, I saw Dalton Kincaid go. Uh, now we're at pick number 60. We're, are we trading out outside of the first? I, I don't know. No, no, let's, let's just, let's just, yeah. Oh, I already see who we're picking. Kalaja Kansi somehow fell to 60, and that's, it's got to be. Right, it has to be. There's no other I, option. Do, do we want to? Do we want to not pick him just because it's not possible? <laughs> like it's not well, like Kalajic. I see what you're saying. Like, 60, like I see what you're saying, but I mean, he's here. I think we have to pick him, right? All right, let's do one of the goofy ones. Okay, all right. So we'll take Hit him it. here. Kalajic Yep. Go into the third. Now we got pick number sixty-nine that we acquired from the Rams. All right, so. Uh, we have a our right tackle. We have a defensive tackle. So now you'd be looking, you know, maybe tight end, oh, maybe some, something else here. It's worth noting Blake Freeland. Yeah, Blake Freeland would have been available right around this time, which would have been a different yep. option. Yep. So uh, you know, kind of looking here, uh, linebacker, defensive tackle, linebacker. You know, there's no quarterback, possibly wide receiver, but I doubt it. Um. A lot of defense here. You know, you could take corner here, Tyreek Stevenson or Eli Ricks, though I heard Eli Ricks. I heard bad things. What happened with my mouse there? Wow. Let's go anyway. uh, Tyreek Stevenson. Okay. All right. Corner. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I think this so, is going to be a good spot to take a corner. We don't see anything else that we desperately need available to us. I'm not super okay. loving take Bigsby. There's no, no way, dude. All right. Sam Laporta is available at 88. <laughs> we're picking Sam Laporta. That's what we're doing. Yep. This is I the mean, draft. Just... Yeah, this is the draft they have that that right after the draft is over. Um, Roger Goodell just drives the Lombardi Trophy to Cincinnati and drops it off at the yep. front gate. Um, all right, so the fourth round pick, the last pick, 131. Um, so they have their tight end. They have their right tackle. They have their um, corner, and they have... Uh, help me out here. Who else? Interior, de interior, interior defensive, defensive lineman. lineman, right? Um, 
I, at this point, uh, I think he's just taking your... a couple centers. Let's scroll yeah. down just a little bit. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Here, hold on a second. Right there. Oh, and Spears. Come, come on, man. I take him. I All mean, right. this is a gimme. Tajay Spears is the running back. Yep. All right. So in this draft, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. Darnell Wright at 36 after a trade back. Elijah Kansi at 60, which I don't see any way that happens. Um, I don't think he'll be on the board when the Bengals draft at 28. Personally. No, they will not. I don't think um, Wright or Kansi probably will be. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson in the third, Sam Laporte in the fourth, or in the third as well, and then Ty J Spears right. in the fourth. So, so, if that, you, so if you just trade back, the board will fall so that the Bengals have the best draft in Bengals history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I, I, yeah, I think it's great. That's, yeah, that's obviously nuts, but because uh, that's not going to happen. But it was awesome. That was an awesome one. That was a great one. <laughs> Maybe the best one we've done so far. I think it um, might be, dude. Yeah. Uh, so some exciting news. Um, next week we'll be joined by Joe Goodberry. Um, yep. He's going to join us uh, for the episode. Uh, the entire thing. We'll talk about his, uh, you know, his take on the Bengals as they are right now. Uh, we'll talk about who he likes in the upcoming draft. Uh, we'll we'll go over. We might do a mock draft with him. We'll see. I know he's got his own Good. big board. We'll see. We'll kind of see what he wants to do. But yeah, we're very excited to have Joe Good Joe Goodberry next week. Uh, if you if you are active at all on Twitter with the Bengals, then you absolutely 100% know who Joe Goodberry is. Oh, so, um, Kevin, you have anything else to add? No, no, that's it. All right. Well, for Kevin, I'm Jason. Again, uh, this is Three and Out with Jason and Kevin, brought to you by CincyJungle.com, and, which is SB Nation's Cincinnati Bengals site, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Who day? Who day?